With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, Pauly just dropped a bombshell on us here. We're talking about fast food and what constitutes fast food. We've had this discussion all morning long on and off about fast food and Shake Shack and In-N-Out. I don't know what else is uh, under that umbrella, but... McLovin loves Shake Shack. And then I said to Paulie, well, then what constitutes fast food? Does it have, like, how fast does it have to be if you're going to have fast food? And Paulie then dropped the bombshell. Well, fast food almost has to have a drive through. That's what makes it fast food. That's part of what makes it fast Wait, food. Wait, you're now modifying that. You said you can't have a drive through. You, you have to have a drive through to be classified okay. as fast food. Okay. Like, seen like five guys. That's not the fastest fast food. There's a line, deep lines. It takes a while to get their meal together. It's high-end fast food. That's like a special category. Hmm. It's a newer, cleaner-looking, nicer-feeling, much more expensive fast food. Right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of um, things against Five Guys in this category because, right, it's, it's not fast, it is expensive, and it's good. So that should take it out of the fast food category, just on those three things alone. Taco Bell is classic fast food in every way. You eat it late at night, drive through. It's very, very, very cheap. Chipotle is is like corporate fast food for mm. corporate lunches. Mm. Yeah, McLovin. They don't have drive through at Chipotle most places. So no, do they at Shake Shack? No, the, but those are fast. Chipotle is fast food, in my opinion. It's it's new age fast food, right? There you go. Like McDonald's fast food. So then is uh, Dig In, is that fast food? If if Chipotle is, so Dig In is like, uh, if you don't have it in your area, it's a it, you sort of go through that same uh, line where you wait and then they'll get you a bowl of food of yeah. whether it's like, I'll take the farro and the chicken and the, you know, broccoli or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you go through it. It's just, I think it it appears to be more healthy fast food. Digging, not fast food, though they move the line really fast. There's way too many choices. There's too many people involved with it. You know, fast food, there should be a speaker where you can't hear the person. That, that always a good sign of a, a <laughs> classic fast So you're food. just going based on nostalgia, really? No, speed, uh, cost. But how fast is fast and how fast is not fast enough to be fast food? I guess there's categories of it. But like McDonald's and Shake Shack are not in the same category. Yeah. I would agree. With it's that. just a it's it's a different. I haven't had Shake Shack. I've never had Shake Shack. Uh, sh- um, Chat Row. I almost said Chat Row. Whoa. Um, they someone just said the term fast casual, which is uh, maybe a whole other category yeah. that we might be talking about. Yeah, we're open enough. Fast right? casual. Yeah, yeah, yeah McLovin. Chick Fil A fast food, right? Yeah, that's a good one too. Have you had that recently? No. Oh man! But Chick Fil A has the novelty of it started in the South, and you had to be in the South to get it, which made it kind of like a, you know, a niche that you aspire to get. Mm. Did we solve anything here? No, I didn't think so. What was your favorite fast food growing up, Dan? What was the one by your house where you're like, Dad's putting us in the car, we're going to get a bite? 
Well, that never happened. Oh. <laughs> so, and my dad's dead. So, why are you bringing this up, Paul? You never I'm the only one who can. You, did, you guys didn't do McDonald's as a family? or? Oh, we did, yeah. but there was never where dad loaded us up and said, we're going to McDonald's. That that never happened. Unless it was our birthday and that's what you chose <laughs> as your meal. Yeah, see. Yeah, see, that's a, it was like a special thing. Like, last day of school, let's go to McDonald's. And it would be like, oh, my God, this is the best. We're going to get a Big Mac or like my dad would always get a fish filet. Be like what? Um, but he never wanted to get a, a Coke there because he's like, why? We have it at home. Why would we get it here? And you're like, dude, no, come on. <laughs> I, there was a McDonald's across the street from ESPN. And I remember going over there with somebody and he ordered quite a bit of food and didn't need to be ordering quite a bit of food. And then he said, and I'll take a Diet Coke too. And I went, like, why bother with the Diet Coke? You just ordered the left side of the menu here. Yeah, Paul. There, there's a, some fast food places that are only in certain areas, like, you know, uh, Fat Burger, Whataburger, those kind of places. There's a place called Culver's, a smaller chain called Culver's. I think it started in Wisconsin. And they have ice cream and really good burgers. And they put like a pat of butter on the burger, which is a big thing in Wisconsin. But you can't find them for the most part unless you're in Wisconsin. It's real tease. But that's not fast food. It is. It's, it's do they a, have a drive through They do. Then that's fast food. Yes, yes, Todd. The original chicken sandwich at Burger King is really good. And the fact that they have onion rings, that's uh, something to consider. As good as the McDonald's french fries are, Burger King onion rings. When's the last time you had fast food? Mm, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I probably shouldn't have, about two weeks ago. Well, that's just when you came back to work because you <laughs> right were at home that, back yeah, then. Yeah, normally I wouldn't, now that I'm out already, you made a, I made a questionable stop after putting gas in my car. Well, Fritzy does that all the time, though, because he won't eat lunch, and then you'll stop and get fast food yeah, on the way home. Which is a big mistake. Yes, you and, do. And Jersey Mike's is awesome, but I don't, that's not a drive-through situation, so I think that would be off the Is Subway road. fast food? Yes. Because but there's of, no drive-through. There, there is now. Not all, not all, but a lot of them have drive throughs Oh, not, very few have drive throughs Very few. Yeah, McLovin. Burger King has a new plant-based burger, Dan. Maybe we could entice Oh, no, I've seen that. the commercial, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been to Burger King. Seaton, last time you had fast food. Oh, uh, man, it's been a lo- within maybe like probably a calendar year for sure. Yeah. But um, I can't even remember the last time. Paulie? It, maybe... 10, 12 years? Like, like Taco Bell, Burger King? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably like 2005 the, or six. Sort of the core four <laughs> <Yeah>. there. If, <laughs> if you're looking at those. Wendy's? I've had Shake Shack, but like maybe four years ago. McLevin? It feels like Paul is just removing the places he likes from the fast food conversation so he could be like, I don't eat fast food. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's been about a decade. McLovin? Shake Shack this weekend. The kids love it. Yeah. Uh, but also, I used to, you know, there's a Wendy's near, especially where the old man cave was. Yeah. And I would drive home and I'd get chili to go and a Diet Coke. Um, you, you know that Wendy's. So, yeah, that was my go-to. I think you can eat a little bit of healthy stuff there and be, be fine if that's a concern. Uh, Jamie in uh, North Carolina. Hey, Jamie. Hey, Dan, 64215. I'm a chef here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I was just thinking um, I don't want to bother anybody by what they call this fast food one or fast food two quality. But I would say that five guys is a little bit step above just because they take whole potatoes, cut them, you know, soak them in water there, fry them. They take burger meat, they make it into their burger mounds and cook it on the grill there. Whereas like Burger King McDonald's, they just take frozen stuff, let it sit out, and then throw it on the grill. Yes, yeah, It's like another step. Yes, yeah, It is interesting because, and I, I kind of agree with this, because, right, Five Guys is a, a place that uses actual real food to make their products. So, right, they actually use potatoes for their French fries, and they actually use, like, <laughs> actual beef. beef for their hamburgers. Yeah. So, yeah, that should remove them from the fast food conversation. All right. Well, thank you, Jamie. Uh, Steve in Florida. Hey, Steve. Hey, Dan, again, honor, privilege, six feet, 180. Best uh, fast food, it's uh, got to be White Castle. I was brought up to it in the city. Now I'm down here chilling in Florida, and it's great. And, uh, you know, that's all I wanted to say. You guys are great, man. What can I say about you guys? Hall of Fame, all four of you, you know? Well, thank you, Steve. There's five of us. But uh, <laughs> who's not in the who's Hall, of Hall of Fame? Oh, man. Boom. 
There you go. Hour two. <laughs> okay. Who's not a Hall of Famer? Well, I'm going into the Hall of Fame. You're a real Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'm... I, I'm, 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 the ceremony hasn't happened because of the, uh, the virus. I couldn't do that. It was supposed to be at the end of the month. Yes, Tom. I think I'm solid but improving. I'm going to get there. You know, I'm trying to okay, catch up to you Okay, out of you four guys, who's not a Hall of Famer? At what? I don't know. Steve <laughs> said, hey, you four guys are Hall of Famers. I think a better question is who is a Hall of Famer? <laughs> <laughs> well, three of you are, apparently, if you're joining me. Yes, Eden. I think it's probably me who's not the Hall of Famer. Because most people have absolutely no idea what I do here. And they're like, why is he even there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so but I'm, I'm going to say me. Although I, I have a great laugh, okay? I get, I get a lot of mileage on that. But other than that, not really a lot that I can hang my well, hat on that's publicly. Like, that'd be like saying you're Draymond Green to the uh, Warriors. It doesn't happen without him. And I'm very unlikable, too. So, yeah. Yeah. You that, that's on. fairly good. Kick people in the groin occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Yes, McLovin. I want to change the subject here. So the Hall of Fame was supposed to be at the end of this month. I still have not heard any. What's that? What's about your Hall of Fame induction was supposed to be at the end of the month. You never talked about uh, us coming down. What, what happened there? That was, were we going to be invited to the Hall of Fame induction? I was curious. I don't. Well, they canceled this a long time ago. Right. But I don't, I don't know. I didn't even want to go. I kind of I don't want to get up there and why it blab on. I don't know. I just I don't know. You could do a Jordan roast everybody. No, 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 no. I don't want to do that. You're that great at those speeches. It would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to be roasting people up there. Yeah, but I don't know if we were going to go or not. I don't know. It's in North Carolina, and I I don't know. Yes, yeah, if it's a pay your own way thing, I might cut down the uh, yeah attendance okay. quite a bit. All right, let me. Well, I I know the back row's not going. Well, no. I was assumed that we were flying private on your dime. That was assumed. No. Oh, it's going to be private from your bank account, your private bank account. Private zooming in. Yeah. From our house. Yeah. There's no there's no jet involved in this. Costasism flying down. No. Sitting next no. To no. Us again? No. no. We're not affiliated with AT and T or NBC anymore. This right. is this is my money, my dime. Uh, if I said you guys had to fly yourself down to North Carolina for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for me, who is paying to go down? I'm definitely paying to go down, Dan. I wouldn't miss it for the world, bud. That's the right answer, Satan. That, that's the answer you give when something's not happening. <laughs> yeah. So I'll remember hey, that. Hey, buddy, I'm right there. Next, I am definitely paying my own way to go there. Next year. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Next year at the ceremony. Wouldn't miss it for the I world. I can count on Seton. Paulie? What he said. <laughs> Fritzy, there is no way you you're paying. Up, if it's a nice hotel and a buffet dinner involved, I could t- I'll take care of the flight. No, no, you got to pay your own way. Everything. Yes. You're not on scholarship. <laughs> like you're a grown-ass man. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I would go to. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> you're, you're a grown... Something. Yeah. I, according to my age, I'm a grown man. Yeah, yes, McClellan. Forget the money. Now... Wh- what size plane do you get on to get there? Because I have a little issue with those Ooh, small prop planes. planes. I don't like. Yeah, it's a prop plane trip for sure, right? Well, no, we could fly into. I don't know how far it is from like Charlotte. You know, we could go direct into Charlotte, and then we could take a car. Why don't we take the uh, the airstream? No, we're not going to take the airstream and drive down. Yes, Paul. Uh, flights uh, are, are cheap these days. New York to Charlotte, I can get you in for under one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, but the ceremony's not this year. If you buy it now and the change fee is like 30, think, 50 bucks, I think. Yeah. Well, you you got to have us at that speech. Come I don't on. have to. What if you have jokes in the beginning? We'll guarantee you know, I'm not laugh. fritzy. I don't need somebody to laugh. I don't have to, you know, bring in my, invite my fans so they'll laugh. Oh. Yeah, I don't need that. Okay. Well, but, if you don't need a laugher, then. But whoever goes gets to come on stage and say nice things about me. Does anybody want to come on stage at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony? Can we do a roast instead of saying nice If things? you want to. That's, that's a whole But you story. are afraid. You won't get back on stage, so. Here we go. <laughs> well, wait. If you get on stage and you, if you want to get on stage, you can roast me. If you come wow. down, you can roast me. And, and here's the thing. Everybody wants to follow you because they know they're going <laughs> to 
Unfortunately, that's accurate. <laughs> you know, Paul, he's like, oh, I'm going right after Fritzy. I'll do three minutes after Todd. <laughs> Expedia right now, you can get a flight from New York City to Charlotte. This is not joking. With taxes. Hold on. $34.68 round trip. That's less than a tank of gas. Charlotte's one of those airports, by the way, that's been under construction for the last 25 years. You ever notice that every time you land in Charlotte, it's always under construction? But they have a Bojangles down there at the airport, yeah, they do. which is high end. Now, is Popeye's is, is fast food, right? Yes. And then I, I just found out, I don't know why they couldn't afford an apostrophe for Popeye's. Okay? Like, that bothered me. Because he does own the restaurant. Ownership, the, the apostrophe would be the ownership, right, Andrew? It's Popeye's would have an apostrophe. No, but it's not Popeye from the Popeye, right? No, it's yeah. from Popeye Doyle from the French Connection. Oh, it is? Okay. I believe. He loved uh, Cajun, Southern Apparently, chicken. Apparently, yes, he did. Red beans and rice. Oh. But it's Popeye's with an apostrophe. But it's not. I think the owner says he couldn't afford the apostrophe. I think that's his, his line there. But I was just curious about that. Uh, let me see. I got people fired up to talk about baseball. You know, I'll get to those phone calls after I talk to Mark Grace, the uh, former Cub great, won a world title with uh, the Diamondbacks. I wanted to get his thoughts on 1998 with McGuire and Sosa because he was there. He was Sammy's teammate, and he was at first base when McGuire hit the home run to break, break Roger Maris's record, and uh, he congratulated him as he rounded first. So we'll talk to Gracie coming up. Um, poll question, McLevin, what are we going with? Uh, I already put up, if I could guarantee you one, NFL goes off without a hitch and roll the dice with baseball or some sort of season and playoffs for baseball roll the dice with NFL. It's pretty close, actually. 61% said NFL season without a hitch. I would have thought everyone would vote NFL. Uh, my friend Teddy, who uh, used to be in the restaurant business, he says, uh, quick service restaurants, McDonald's, Subway, Burger King, fast casual, Chipotle, Panera Bread, Shake Shack, Casual restaurant, TGI Fridays, Chili's, and Outback. Ooh, I'm already getting some uh, head shaking on the other side. Paulie agrees, Seaton doesn't. Mostly good qualifications there. Oh, no, I agree with his qualifications. Oh, I thought you were shaking your head. Yeah, yeah. Um, TJ Fridays and Chili's, they feel like they're fast food. Even though they're not, you have to sit down. They're fast, sit down. Yeah. Outback feels like it's a little bit more removed from that. I think. Because they have a Bloomin' Onion? Yes, they do. And I've never had the Bloomin' Onion. They're like, oh, you got to try the Bloomin' Onion. No, I don't. There was a, a while, though, there where the Outback was a thing. At you ESPN, know? because we had no restaurants there. Yeah. People would be like, did you hear they opened up an Outback? I was like, oh, man, are you kidding me? We've got it made. <laughs> I'm going to stay at ESPN another 15 years. <laughs> yeah, boy. I've always thought the voiceover guy for Outback is an American actor doing an Australian accent. Because it doesn't sound like a real Australian accent. I bet if we did a deep dive, you'd find that out. You're calling out the voiceover guy for Outback. I am. Who's with me? I'm not with you. <laughs> I don't want to go against those people. I don't want them mad at me. Why? What type of uh, fallout are we expecting from Paul's controversial right. take here? You don't know. Barred from the premises. <laughs> you don't know. Uh, all right. We'll take a break. Did you check in with Mark Grace, Todd? I did. And he's, he's awake? He's in Arizona. He is awake, and he'll be joining us, I guess, I'm guessing, about yes, seven, Paul. eight minutes. Do I submit that entire last segment for the Emmys for next year, or do I cut it down a little bit? How do you want this done? Mm. The whole th I think the whole thing as is. How about we just record something? and then <laughs> Something I, emotional? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... If you pay and you want to go, then you can go, but I don't know if I'm going to go next year. I don't know. I just... I, I feel weird standing up there and, you know, talking about myself. Yeah, McLovin. By the way, confirmed it is Popeye Doyle and Popeye's chicken, which is to me the most bizarre thing I've heard all day. I had never heard that. I know a lot of stuff, and most of the stuff is not pertinent to anything, but uh, that's just another classic example of, man, he knows a lot of stupid stuff. Hall of Famer. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. 19 after the hour, we'll take a stroll down memory lane with Mark Grace. Uh, about 1998's home run chase. And I will get to the baseball phone calls because I want to ask Gracie about baseball and where we're headed here. Uh, get his thoughts on that. 19 after the hour, this is the Dan Patrick Show. You check things all the time, like your email, your Instagram. Check something important. When did you check your credit last? Your FICO credit score. That's the score used by 90% of top lenders. It's free. You don't have to be a customer. Checking your score won't hurt your credit. And you can check each month for changes. 
It's called the Discover Credit Scorecard. Discover Credit Scorecard, he said. Free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, or you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling. Only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I saw this tweet from Chris Collinsworth, of course, Sunday Night Football analyst. This on Pro Football Focus. Browns could be a problem this year. Nick Chubb running, OBJ healthy, a fired-up baker with legit protection. Surprise team. Chris is really smart. That is not insightful at all. The Cleveland Browns would not be a surprise team. They better be good this year because if they're not, OBJ could be gone. Baker Mayfield could be on his way out too. Uh, But yeah, the Browns will be a problem this year in a good way. Yeah, McLovin. But I think he's pointing at something. Guys have moved on. People have moved on from the Browns after a year. There's not a lot of hype, you know. Do you think the Browns would be a surprise team if they won nine or ten games this year? Yeah, a little bit. I think they'd be preceded. I bet their over-under is what? Eight, seven and a half, eight? Well, 
if they don't make the playoffs, that's the surprise for me with the Cleveland Browns. I think that you're probably a little more bullish. And people are talking about Drew Locke. Like everybody's, there's new hype. I mean, there's new teams being hyped. Well, I know that. We do that every year. We, we don't stay long on a team and then we move on. And Denver is going to be the flavor of the month there for a little while with Drew Locke. And, you know, he's got some wide receivers. But uh, the Browns, they would be a surprise if they don't make the playoffs. Uh, I was reminiscing with Mark Grace last night, former Cubs Diamondbacks All-Star first baseman, and uh, reflecting back on the 1998 home run chase. Mark, of course, didn't hit home runs, but he had a great seat for by choice. Right, Gracie? You didn't hit home runs back then? Hey, Sam may not combined for 83 home runs that year. He had, he had 66 and I had 17. <laughs> hey, that was a one-two punch if you ask me. All right, what do you, if I say 1998 and that home run chase, like what's one thing that you remember the most about that? Oh, my goodness. Uh, can, I give you, can I give you three things sure. that I remember about it? Because, um, you know, 98 was, was obviously the, the – it was a big deal, Sammy and McGuire and the home runs and the excitement over that. And every single one of their ABs was, was going on ESPN and, and it was a big deal. But also for me that year, uh, the, the rookie emergence of Kerry Wood was a huge deal in Chicago and in baseball. You know, he had struck out 20 uh, him and I think Bob Feller are the only two to ever strike out their age. And uh, <laughs> that was, think about that. You know, and so, so that was a big deal. Then obviously uh, a big deal for me and Chicago and the Cubs was, was uh, the postseason. You know, we, we were in contention all year. We ended up winning a one game playoff against the San Francisco Giants to, to go and meet the Braves. And, and we lost to the Braves in, in the next series. But, you know, three of the biggest stories in baseball were going on in Chicago. The home run chase, Kerry Wood and his rookie of the year campaign, and then the Cubs being in the postseason. That day with Kerry Wood, I think it's the greatest performance I've ever seen. Because I, that was what, Kerry Wood's fourth or fifth start. He's facing the Astros. They had a really good hitting lineup. And, they had a great hitting lineup, yes. And I saw a guy throw a Frisbee that day. And not many pitchers <laughs> can throw a Frisbee. Kerry Wood threw a Frisbee that day, and I don't think they had any ch- – I mean, you're there at first base. I don't know what you remember about that, but those were grown men who had no chance against Kerry Wood. Two Hall of Famers in Bagwell and Biggio, uh, more great hitters in Derek Bell, Moise Salou. Uh, you know, they, they, had, they had a great lineup. So that said, uh, I remember – I have people – you know, after about the second inning, I was just like, you know what? I can go out there and put my glove on my head, <laughs> and because because these guys these guys are not these guys aren't hitting the ball. They're not going to hit the ball. <laughs> if they fouled if they fouled one off, we were like, man, is, is Kerry all right? That was one but of. The- I think the metrics, you know, the the propeller heads have have said that that is the greatest game ever pitched in the modern era. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys know more about metrics than I do, so I, I, I'm not going to argue with it. The uh, home run chase with – I don't know if McGuire enjoyed it, but you were around Sammy every day, and it, it felt like Sammy was starting to eat this up. He was enjoying it a lot more than Mark McGuire. McGuire said he felt all this pressure, but what was, what was Sammy like during that, uh, that year? No, he was uh, he, he was love he was loving every second of it and and once again it was it was uh, not only was was it him but it was also our team so we were all into it because we were we were winning games and and going for the postseason Sammy was going for the postseason and also going for the home run record and and it, so uh, it was it, he he loved every second of it and uh, and and we. We we all we all got into it. I mean, it was a it was a it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. But but you're right. Sammy was the one always with a smile on his face. It seemed like uh, Mac, whom I've known, you know, since college. He was at USC when I was at San Diego State, and it, it just you know he's a, and he's a good dude and he's a and he's a fun loving guy. But you, you know, he, he did uh, he he did have a bit of a sourpuss attitude about it. I would say. Yeah, I, I just I look back on that, and I, I remember when McGuire broke the record uh, 
Roger Maris's record, and you were at first base, and you right. congratulated him, which I think opened the door for all of your teammates in the infield to congratulate him. Did you catch any grief for congratulating McGuire after he homered? No, there, there was a few. There was a few people, you know, local diehard Chicago Cub uh, people, you know, that thought it was BS on my part to do it. But I just, I just harkened back when, when I was a kid. And I, and I think we all, people our age, Dan, all remember where we were when Hank, when Hank Aaron broke, broke up Babe Ruth's record with 715. I remember when he was running the bases, I saw Davey Lopes shake his hand after he hit the home run off uh, Al Downey. And I, and I, that's, and I thought, you know what, that's all right. You know, and then when Mac did it, I was, it wasn't so much about, you know, showing up Steve Tracks or showing up anybody. I, we just witnessed history, man. You know, that, that nobody else had ever done what Mac did at that time. So, yeah, that was pretty cool, dude. Congratulations. But, and if you, you know what, if you, you know, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't like it, tough S word, you know? He's uh, Mark Gray's former Cub Diamondback, all-star first baseman. But as great as McGuire and Sosa were that year, Barry Bonds was at a different level than we've ever seen in the history of the sport. And so you're at first base when Bonds is up. You're probably not worried about a liner to first. It felt like if Bonds was swinging, he was trying to hit a home run every single time. <laughs> he rarely hit a ground ball. That's for sure. He was he he was a pull you know he was a pull hitter. Uh, but and, but I, I wasn't too worried about him. You know. Charlie Brown and me with a line drive because uh, they were they were usually going over into the drink in uh, McCovey Cove. But uh, yeah, it, the thing with the thing with uh, Bonds was you know the year that he hit seventy three. I think was it was that the total seventy three? Yeah. But the year he hit seventy three, he was intentionally walked so many times, so many times. I know Mac and Sosa didn't get intentionally walk near as much as as uh as barry did and barry still so so the bottom line and you know those, those last you know couple of years uh, for barry when he was hitting all the home runs if you didn't walk him he hit a home run he didn't hit a single <laughs> he didn't hit a double if you pitched to him if the if the catcher got down in his in his crouch behind the plate he hit a home run. That was that was what he did. So basically, I could have, I could have put my glove on my head that, those days too because it, it wasn't coming to me. Is Sosa ever going to be welcomed back by the Cubs? That's a great question. I don't really know that whole scenario. I was not in Chicago when when that divorce happened. I had, I had left a, a couple of years earlier, so I don't know. Um, exactly what went on in the clubhouse and what went on. I know, uh, I know he got, uh, I know he got caught with cork in his bat, and then I know he um, there was he left early on the last game, last game of the season, or he didn't didn't come. To, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, you know, I think I think um, you know, hell, I, they welcomed me back. Why wouldn't they welcome back Sammy? Yeah, but you, you know? didn't do anything wrong. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. You, you, you've always had my back, and I'm getting getting a little misty eyed now that you said that. Yeah. But uh, but no, you know, when I left, it wasn't in under the greatest of circumstances. Uh, they have their side of the story. I have my side of the story, and there's always a third side of the story. So uh, that said, yeah, it was. And when Sammy left, there was I think there was a little more uh, tension as far as how how he behaved and how. Uh, how things went. I, I wish I wish I had a better answer because I wasn't there. I was busy out in Arizona, you know, finishing up my career. But I I, I don't really know uh, other than that. But I would say, you know, for the Cubs' sake and for Sammy's sake, I think uh, you know, welcoming welcoming him back would probably make a lot of fans, Cub fans, happy. Yeah, but it's kind of hypocritical that the Cubs celebrated those sold out crowds because you know, in large part, or certainly a, a pretty good share of uh, Sammy Sosa. A lot of merchandise there, and then now it feels like they're distancing themselves from a PED user. So I don't, I don't know if, and it's new ownership there, but I don't know if that factors in at all, Gracie. Yeah, um, that's a that's a that's a great point, and it, you know, there's there's a lot of PED users that uh, that are not banished from their teams. Uh, you know that, that, like you said, you know all the merchandise, all the crowds that were there uh, to see. Because <laughs> I remember when the, the year that uh, Sammy McGuire 
I remember if it was like the seventh or eighth inning, and I hit behind Sammy. And Sammy would his last. It'll be, it's going to be his last at bat, and and he'd uh, he'd either hit a homer or he'd hit a single or he'd make an out or whatever he did. It, right after his at bat was over with, more than half the crowd would 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 head to the exits and now hitting Mark Grace, and I'm just seeing a bunch of a bunch of asses headed to the exits, and I'm just like, hey, wait a minute, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty good hitter too. Come on, man. How were you not tempted to use steroids? Uh, I'm going to give you the honest answer, Dan. Okay, uh, I was a I was a single man in Chicago, and that stuff is is bad for your get up and go, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so uh, I, I wanted to con- continue to have the ability to get up and go. So uh, that's a that's a big reason. Uh, second of all, I don't think. Myself, my swing was conducive. I, I wasn't a fly ball hitter. I was a. I, I hit line drives and ground balls for the most part. If I if I elevated a line drive, it would it would go out of the ballpark. So I just don't think uh, I was never interested in it. Um, and I'm glad I didn't because now looking back on my career, my numbers were my numbers, not a syringe's numbers. They were my numbers, and I'm proud of that. Twenty four hundred hits, three hundred batting average. Um... All right, I told the story about uh, Randy Johnson the other day on the air. When you, okay. were, you were in Arizona, and you were playing the Cubs, you were in Chicago, and I go to see you in the locker room, you and Luis Gonzalez, and Randy Johnson's pitching that day, and you guys convinced me to go say hello to Randy Johnson. <laughs> that didn't go well. Oops. <laughs> I did, on game day, like you don't, I, don't, I wouldn't talk to him when he wasn't pitching. And knowing what I know now, but you guys go say hello to Unit, man. Go, kind of. He'd love to, you know. Blah blah blah. I walked down there, and he just stared at me. Yeah, he's a he's a barrel hunter from the day. Yeah, <laughs> we were trying anything we could to to try to get in in, uh, in Randy's head or bother him or something. It didn't matter. He's going out and dominated us, and we had no chance. But you know, the like I, somebody asked me the other day and to compare. Um, the, the two best pitchers of, of at least, uh, you know, you got to throw um, Roger Clemens in there too, but two of the best pitchers of our era, Randy, Randy Johnson and Greg Maddox. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I said, well, do you remember, like, uh, there, was, there was two guys that you absolutely hated in high school. You, you hated the bully that would wait for you in the, in the bathroom and steal your lunch money. You hated that guy. Well, that that was Randy Johnson on the mound. Randy was a big bully that would steal your lunch money. And then Greg Maddox, he was like the he was like the uh, the valedictorian that got a hundred on every test and set the curve at a hundred. <laughs> and you, you, you hated that guy too. That was that was Greg Maddox. So so what they had in common is they were the two guys you hated like in high school. But one was the bully reason, and the other and the other one was the valedictorian reason. I. Uh... I know that we've told this story. We had, we had Maddox on when he told this story, when he got uh, a little more excited on the mound than you would normally expect somebody to get excited. <laughs> now, now, his, I told him he really loves pitching. <laughs> his get up and go. So you're at first base, and when do you notice that Greg Maddox is – he went from 6 o'clock to midnight. Well, he he threw a pitch, and I remember he was kind of he was kind of favoring like you know if a, if a pitcher or, a, or any player kind of kind of pulls a groin or or you know they they start walking strange. So man, there, there's our there's our bread and butter guy out there, our, our Cy Young guy. I run to the mound like I'm like you okay, dude? And he's like, Gracie, just stand in front. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, what's going on? And he he told me. Basically, how how excited he was to be pitching that day, and <laughs> and I told him, I told him, I said, well, you just love pitching, don't you? And I and, and he told and he told the wrong guy too because you know I'm not going to keep that to myself. <laughs> that's a, that's a story that had to be shared. Exactly. Oh my god! So, so needless to say, uh, uh, he went he went on to uh, to bigger and better things, I guess you could say after that. Uh, but that was, it's, it's just, it's just one more, it's just one more thing that, you know, 
you, you can't believe these things actually happened in, in the game, but they did, <laughs> and, and it's amazing. Uh, you went through a lockout and a strike, I believe, uh, and here we yeah. are with toying with 50 games. Uh, we going to have baseball? Well, I think they better. They better because, uh, you know, this, this unprecedented, uh, you know, coronavirus stuff, you know, it's just decimated not only baseball, it's decimated sports. You know, I never realized how much I loved watching sports on TV until they were all taken away. Jeez, I was watching Matt Williams manage Korean baseball for all the <laughs> I was just so, so, and, and I'm sorry, but, uh, you watch those games and you just realize, man, <laughs> Major League Baseball needs to come back. And and that said, um, yeah, I went through. I went through two. I was locked out one time, and I went on strike one time. And you know, the replacement players and all that it was a disaster. And you know, all, all that. But I, I just recall both times that I went on strike. The court of public opinion, no matter no matter what is said and no matter what is done. Uh, uh, owners are the bad guys. No, players are the bad guys. You know, they're going to point fingers at each other. But the court of public opinion, Dan, and I think you agree with me, is always, always against the players. 90% of the fans are, are blame the players anytime there's a work stoppage. And I think Tony Clark and his crew, I think they understand that, but they need to really understand it because this, this is an important one, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Because attendance has been dropping. And, you know, fans, are, they, they move on eventually. When, when they don't feel like a, a, a league, a sport, invests in them or cares about them, uh, you know, after a while, and, you know, that you got the oldest target demo in all the sports is your baseball fan, and, you know, you're flirting with a whole generation that you're just moving on past, and uh, it's unfortunate. Really is well, yeah, and and, and you know uh, the the game was losing fans because the the beauty of the game, especially on the offensive end, uh, is is going away. You know, it's all launch angle. It's all it's all you know this launch angle and spin rate and and all the all these things have led to record not record breaking record shattering yeah. home runs and record shattering strikeouts. So. That kind of after a while, you know, the 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 beauty of the hit and run or the or the suicide squeeze or you know, it's it just or the stolen base. It's like there's only you know a handful of guys that steal bases anymore. So that that part of the game is gone, and and I think a lot of the, a lot of fans, especially the older fans, they miss the beauty of of, of baseball, and they and, and are becoming a little bored with you know the the all or nothing uh, thing that baseball has become offensively. Good to visit with you, and uh, stay in touch. Always a pleasure, my friend. Have a great rest of your day. Tell the boys I said hello. That's Gracie, Mark Grace, a former Cub uh, great, Diamondback great, and uh, won a World Series there. We'll take a break, and uh, he batted cleanup uh, uh, off the field, too. Just letting you know. He batted, he, batted, uh, he was a five-tool player. All right, we'll take a break. Phone calls coming up right up to this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I saw this on TMZ's website. Todd McFarlane, he bought the Mark McGuire baseball. $3 million, the baseball that uh, broke Roger Maris's all-time home run record. And he bought it for, he paid $2.7 million for it, but after taxes and fees, he dropped a little over $3 million. I was curious what it's worth now, and uh, TMZ Sports had uh, some information from uh, some people who deal in memorabilia. Its current value is around two hundred dollars to $300,000. Barry Bonds, 73rd home run, the all-time single-season high. That brought in about $500,000. But uh, McFarlane got caught up, and he's got the money, but he got caught up in, uh, you know, 1998 with the home run chase, and he bought that ball for $3 million, and now worth about uh, two and a half to $400,000. A couple of phone calls in there. I'd never heard Mark Grace, you know, why he didn't use steroids. So the actual reason, not joking, was that he wanted to be able to have uh, some get up and go off the field. I'd never heard that. <laughs> so if Gracie had been married at that time, he'd have 200 more home runs and probably be in the Hall of Fame. Is what <laughs> he would have been able to do there. Uh, Mike in New York. Mike, thanks for holding. What do you have? Hey, guys. That was a fantastic uh, interview with Mark Grace. I just awesome. wanted to talk baseball with all without any of this other nonsense so i i hope people uh, you know uh, appreciate that because i i just wanted to celebrate the game a little bit instead of talking about all this negativity so thank you mike what's on your mind immensely and that's i think that's the concern they baseball should be fearing out of sight out of mind you know the game is already disappearing in about 40 double a markets Premier League is about to start up, NHL is about to start up, and for me, those are all in sports for me. You know, of course, baseball, or I mean, uh, football and uh, basketball, I, you know, what are they going to do? Uh, I think folks like me with a family of five, I'm a non-traditional, I, I don't have season tickets to baseball. 
folks like me, families like me, they will find another outlet for their entertainment dollar. They yeah, will. I know, and it's a great point, Mike, and I appreciate the phone call. No, I, And I'm sure baseball understands it, but they're stuck in, right now, myopic view, and it's dangerous. Brett in California. Hey, Brett. Hey, Dan. Hey, bud. I could listen to you talk story with Grace all day. Good man. He's a good, he's a good dude. He, he really is. He's, th- this is how goofy he is. We would, I joked about how slow he was. And uh, uh, he stole a base. Uh, I was in left field, and, and I, he stole a base. He got up to dust himself off, and he pulled his pants down a little bit to moon me in left field because I'm there as a fan, and he just wanted to say, I can steal bases. He stole 70 bases in his career, but in that moment, he mooned me when I was in left field just to say, take that. Uh, so what's on your mind, Brett? You know, Jeff Passon put out an article last night um, concerning MLB, and there were a couple points I wanted to point out to you and just get your thoughts on them. Okay. I feel like with, you know, the owners, they're making a lot of money in these franchises or they wouldn't own them, and yet there's no transparency, and I think that's what the problem with the players are. They think the owners are making tons of money and they want to get their piece. So when the owners are coming back saying, we're not making any money, we got to cut your salaries, they don't believe them. Yep. Yep. You're not going to get total transparency. Sorry, Brett, we're up against the break. but uh, and, and I understand that. The owners don't want to open their books. It's just not pretty. And I don't know who the grown-up in the room is. And that's what it's going to take. Maybe a couple of them. Final hour coming up. Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 